0: Now I face up, I hold up, I reach out to the truth of our lives, we a not see all the whole moment, feel oh. just Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. All
1: right. Let's settle up, partner. Oh, let's saddle up for what is sure to be a really fun episode 56 of the all new sports show. I am Edward Green. That's McCall West Bradshaw. We're joined, as always, by producer Desmond Manis, who hasn't been indicted by the FBI yet. So that's a good thing. Um, but other people have. So many people today in the span of 24 hours have been indicted. In connection with FIFA misdoings, and I'm so so happy about it. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about a lot today on the podcast. Uh, we'll also be talking, I guess, a little bit about the end of the Barclays Premier League. This was what was going to be the main context of our show about oh 20 some hours ago, and that's kind of got thrown to the back burner. Um, but I we will won- because
0: it did not end well in the Premier League.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colo, colo, colo. Cool. Um, we also have the championship playoff final to mention. Uh, some news and notes. When it looked like Carlo Ancelotti, uh, Ancelotti leaving Real would be one of the biggest headlines of the week. Wrong. Nope. So that's that's going to come later on in the show. Uh, we'll see how we're doing uh, if we have time. I'd still like to do college baseball, college world series prediction bracket like we did last year. Maybe we'll be able to do that again. Who knows? I'm down with
0: that. How about them Tar Heels?
1: Yeah, how about that? How, how about them Gamecocks?
0: I'll tell you, man, the Carolinas, well-represented as always. Oh, yeah. How, how about the all-West Bradshaw
1: Regional down in Coral Cables? Oh, Jesus.
0: It's all going to be over in one week.
1: Yeah. Um, and we'll also, of course, hit the zeitgeist for Watch 4 and So Raw. Uh, once again, everybody... This podcast is being excitedly brought to you tonight by NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com. We're at NGSC Sports. We never stop. We're not stopping tonight. I do want to warn our affiliates. We may be going a little long tonight. Uh, You can, of course, catch us, though. If you want to talk to us about how great it is to be United States citizens right now in the wake of Loretta Lynch going all beast mode on FIFA and all its subordinates, Please drop us a line on Twitter at All New Sports Show or at Wes Bradshaw21 and at Edward Green. You can find us on Facebook, All New Sports Show, Instagram, All New Sports Show, YouTube, or the All New Sports Show. Email us, All at gmail.com. Finally, mail us at 1701 Sunset Avenue Suite 201, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina 27804. Wes, let's just get right into it. Shit went down. Let's get freaky. Oh uh, well, I, I don't even know really. I guess where to begin with this. Um, let's let's do let's start here. Timeline today from uh, ESPNFC.com. Uh, seven FIFA officials are arrested today uh, in dawn raids at a hotel in Zurich, Switzerland. They are later charged by U.S. authorities along with two other FIFA officials and five over allegations of racketeering wire fraud and money laundering conspiracy spanning 24 years. They are accused of breeding decades of, quote, rampant, systemic and deep-rooted corruption within FIFA by the U.S. Justice Department. FIFA says the upcoming presidential elections will go on ahead in uh, on May 29th, which is this Friday. Uh, in one of the newest updates, Jack Warner, who uh, is the ex-FIFA vice president, has finally surrendered to police in Trinidad. Uh, he had not been compiling without, complying with authorities. Uh, he said he had done nothing wrong, but he has now um, uh, given in to police and is in police custody and will be spending, it looks like, at least one night in jail. Uh, others involved in this include, if I can pull up the list really quick because it's a long list. Um, where is the list? Oh, there's no list of people. Where is this list of people? Um, Wes! Talk about your outrage while I find this list of people who did bad things.
0: Rabble, 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 rabble. Basically, no. And as we, as we have said forever, FIFA—they are the kings of corrupt, the, uh, the monarchs of malaise. I uh, can't really think of anything else to say. As we speak, I'm actively searching for an extension cord to hook this uh, piece up with. Here we go. we got
1: one. All right. Well, while you talk about that, I will let you know about the other people. Uh, two current FIFA vice presidents were among those indicted, Jeffrey Webb and Eugenio Figueroa, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Others indicted include Jack Warner, Eduardo Lee, Julio uh, Julio Roca, Rafael Esquivel, Jose Maria Marin, and Nicholas Leos. Uh, Nine of the 14 who were indicted by the Justice Department are football officials, while four are sports marketing executives and another works in broadcasting. On Wednesday, FIFA banned 11 from football-related activities, including Webb, Lee, Roca, Takas, Jack Warner, Figueroa, Iscaville, Marin, Leos, Blazer, and Daryl Warner. Uh, And we actually have, Wes, a bit of a connection. Uh, The group that manages the Carolina Railhawks, Is among those being indicted so this is this is just this insane craziness that is going on and in the midst of it what what does the ever-present FIFA president Sepp Blatter say about all this this is what he says in what might be the most hilarious statement of all time quote Sepp Blatter let me be clear Such misconduct has no place in football, and we will ensure that those who engage in it are put out of the game. This is a difficult time for football, the fans, and for FIFA as an organization. We understand the disappointment that many have expressed, and I know that the events of today will impact the way in which many people view us. Uh, All seven of the main people are connected with the regional confederations of North and South America and face up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Uh, and that's not all. Wes, we might get our wish, as a criminal investigation has also been launched by Switzerland. Switzerland, of all countries, has finally taken a stand on something. They're they are going to be launching an investigation into the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. Um Bladder has not been named in either investigation, and so far FIFA has ruled out a revote of the World Cups, won by the two countries being Russia and Qatar. The Swiss prosecutor's office said in a statement it seized, quote, electronic data and documents at FIFA's headquarters in Zurich on Wednesday as part of its probe. Swiss police said they will question 10 FIFA executive committee members who took part in the World Cup votes in December 2010. And, uh, you know, Wes, I mentioned... The on ESPN2 right now, they're re-airing that amazing E60 um, that they did just a, about a week or two ago about Sepp Blatter and FIFA. And I watched the beginning and the w- young woman who, uh, who who worked with the United Arab Emirates to mm-hmm. get the World Cup of Qatar and how she saw the $1.5 million bribes for votes given to voting members – of the executive committee of FIFA. And how she's now being sued for a million dollars by Qatar for breaking an NDA agreement. Like, what, how terrible is this? Apparently she also had a meeting scheduled with Bladder when she was still anonymous. And Bladder just fucking outs her in the press. Like, this is, this is insane, Wes. And... I, I'll, I'll just finish kind of up with this, for right now at least. I, I just hope this is the beginning of the end uh, for Seth Blatter. I don't know that it will be. The, the, the realistic, hard, cynic side of me says that he is Teflon and this he will get through this fine. But somewhere in my heart of hearts, I want to believe, as you and I have talked a lot on this podcast about, that this is the end.
0: Um, well, of course, the attorney general today, um, Loretta, Loretta Lynch. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Oh, look woman. at me knowing my Americans. Um, <clears throat> Loretta Lynch made the comment today. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's big time. You know, today you saw those names that went today. Um, on ESPN FC earlier, I was looking. There is a list of well, pretty much like the next group that's going down. Yeah. And they are uh, some Europeans, some Middle Eastern. Um, today, you're getting more North and South America. You're getting more con- CONCACAF and CONMEBOL. Yeah. CONMEBOL, CONMEBOL, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um, you're going to get more of the, as we said, the um, uh, Middle Eastern countries coming up in the next round of arrests and indictments that you're going to see. <sighs> it just... I mean, Taylor Twelman, let's put it this way. Of course, you know, you mentioned the uh, presidential election coming up on Friday. Yes. Taylor Twelman made a great point, And I don't usually say that. You know, I'm not the biggest Taylor Twelman fan. It's true. I think I actually know what you're going to say, but go ahead. He said that if anyone, any of those voting members vote for Seth Bladder, they then <laughs> need to submit a 1,500 word uh, <laughs> essay on what in God, basically, what in God's green earth. They thought that Seth Blatter would be the right person to vote for, <laughs> right? And I completely agree. I mean, uh, I mean, right now, you know, in the last month, there's been a major network, um, you know, hour long expose on this guy about his corruption, his connection to the corruption. It's out there. Two days before the election, suddenly people are being arrested for corruption. You know, there's all this damning public evidence. How in God's name can you then turn around and justify voting for the guy? I mean, if this happened in an American election... Oh, God. I mean, it would it would completely flip it. I mean, you know, if, if in the last election, if suddenly, you know... Two days before the election, Romney had dropped the biggest bombshell ever on Obama. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that would have flipped American opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and here you are. I mean, this is this is the smoking gun of smoking guns. But it just truly looks like the members of the voting members of Fever are just going to be like, eh, eh, you know what? He makes us a lot of money.
1: Yeah, that's the sad part.
0: I mean, this has literally turned into... I mean, I'm I'm a big fan. I love The Godfather. I love Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. This is mob shit. Yes. This is mafioso
1: This is grafting. This is skimming off
0: the top. It's absolute insanity. And, and you know, Set Blatter sits here and says, Oh, I, I love... You know, he loves football. All he wants to do is what's right for football. But yet, everything he does is just complete garbage to humanity. Yeah, you know, yes, you know what? He has done a really good job of making a lot of people rich. Congrats! And he has <clears throat> under his, and you know, what they always say, "Well, under my watch, such and such happened." You know, yes, the game exploded, mm-hmm. and Sepp, for for his part, Sepp has had a part in that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you've got to give him some credit on that end. You know who else? The Premier League's had a really big part in that.
1: The United States has had a really big part in that.
0: Exactly. So, you know, Seth can get some credit there, but he didn't get all the credit. But, I mean, that's, that's his biggest thing. That and he's made some people a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that a country like Russia has the 2018 games – a country with just so many human rights violations. Not only that, but they have the gall to blast the United States for their
1: anti-jurisdiction practices. Like, like Russia has any room to talk
0: right now. Well, one of my, <laughs> one of my other favorite things, I uh, can't remember if I heard or read this today. It was, it was a little off-color, but... Um, they said uh they said oh, so we got to go to Russia in 2018 you know um, do we have to find alternate ways to fly there so we don't get shot down over the Ukraine yeah <laughs> you know um it's just we, when you have places that are so well put together to be able to host an event like the World Cup and you just negligently just turn your nose up and are like, not, not going to Australia. Yeah. Not going to England. Not going to the United States. No, yeah. we're going to put it in a little country of 300,000 people that have no stadiums.
1: Yeah. It's, it's absurd. Yeah,
0: or, or no, we're going to go to a country where, you know, literally every other day it looks like Civil War might break out. Right. You know, where where terrorism is going to turn into a real issue with the next one. It's just... Oh my God I mean what are these guys thinking? And then you hear you hear the reports you see the e60, you see all the exposes. all they're thinking is what the hell I'll go I'm getting paid a fucking million bucks to vote for you. I'll go sure right but I mean it's it's just wrong, man.
1: It's morally bankrupt man.
0: Yeah money
1: And uh, of, of course uh, UEFA, who, who always seems to be the one right now that likes to talk the talk, but only now as the United States actually walked the walk a little bit. But uh, UEFA has called for uh, this Friday's FIFA presidential elections to be postponed. Uh, it looks like CAF, uh, uh, African Federation, and uh, the Asian Federation are going to allow it to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course they are, because what, what do they care um, but UEFA's kind of going against it, uh, said uh, an official statement by them, quote, there is a need for the whole of FIFA to be rebooted, and for a real reform to be carried out. Um, I guess, West. The, the biggest two questions come down to one, will Sepp Blatter be erected? that's uh, <laughs> elected
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's CNN. Um, will Sepp Blatter... Be reelected, or will the Prince take over? And and one thing, I actually thought you were going to mention from Taylor Twelman: how bad does Luis Figo feel now for dropping out when he did?
0: And the sad thing is, Blatter's going to win this election. Well,
1: that was going to be my first question, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's going to win. He's going to win because there's too much power, there's too much money lined up in it. He's He's got too many shady backroom deals in place. He's going to win.
1: And then my my second question to you then is, is there any chance we get a revote?
0: I say no. Yeah. I just, I just believe it's going to be status quo. I mean, it's it's just another day to them. Well, we lost a few, whatever. We've got plenty to replace them. Yeah. just like the mob man, the lieutenants get arrested. The Don sits up top. And you just move up in the ranks.
1: Here's here's one thing I I have been thinking about because I've actually started thinking about this a lot. If if there was a a revote, let's let's say something miraculous happens and Qatar gets stripped of the twenty twenty two World Cup. I don't I don't think even if they revote, I don't think Russia will lose it. I think it's too close. I know we're still roughly three years away, but I think it's too close to strip that one. I, I think you could strip Qatar. Here, here's, here's my one thing, though. You you say, okay, we're stripping Qatar of the 2022 World Cup and we're going to give it to North America. Let's say they don't just give it to the United States. They give it to North America, mm-hmm. spread it out over Mexico, Canada, and the United States. We, we know they have plenty of facilities. It's done. We're good to go. What, what do you then tell to the estimated 4,000 people who have or will die trying to build these stadiums in Qatar? What do, what do you tell their families? When you say, when, when you go in and say, okay, we we know your your husband, your son, your father, whoever gave their life trying to build these stadiums for their country or for this country because of our corrupt asses, that World Cup will now not take place here. How how do you and, – and part of me is almost thinking if, if these people are found guilty of taking bribes officially and, and giving the World Cup to Qatar, I, I think that that should be their punishment. I think that they should have to go to every family member who has lost someone due to the building these stupid stadiums in Qatar and say, this is why your family member died and this is why – the reason they died now no longer matters and why we're not they're not having a world cup is because i was was greedy and selfish and i took a bribe to give this country that should never have been given a world cup a world cup and that's that's mm-hmm. to me the only the only downside to me of taking the world cup away from guitar is all those human rights abuses th- there was basically no point and that sucks but I still think you need to take it away from them.
0: But, but I mean, what are they going to say? They're not going to say anything. They're just like, oh, well, here's a few bucks. They don't give a shit, dude. I know.
1: I know. I know. I know. I, know. I
0: mean, that's the thing. You, you know, that will be literally the, that'll be like the back burner of all back burners. Oh, what about the people who death? Yeah, sucks for them. They got paid. I mean, that's exactly what it'll be. Well, I mean, you know, they got paid for what they did. Well, we guess they got paid for what they did. Jesus.
1: Yeah, we don't know.
0: <laughs> no, they probably won't, they won't. We we
1: will never know now. After German and British uh, journalists got all their data erased.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, no, there's there's nothing to that, man. I mean, there's there's no way anyone goes and quote apologizes. They just say, oh, well, you know, they were here working. I just want to see if they would release the workers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they are pretty much slaves, so... Yeah,
0: I mean, they'll be the president. They'll be like, well, you know what? Hey, we already got these guys here. Might as well put them to good use.
1: I don't know. This is... This is, again, I, I hope this is simply a beginning. I, I think that's what Loretta Lynch and you had mentioned earlier is feeling. But overall, this is this is just absurd at this point. This is This is crazy... And the fact that this is now, do you, do you think by any stretch of the imagination that this, the raid, the timing of it was designed to be done today, just two days before the uh, the presidential election for FIFA?
0: Well, um, I mean, the main reason it was done is because I, forget, I think they kind of knew they would be in town. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it was like, oh, wow, we'll just stick it to them. No, I think it was more, well, we know they'll be in one place, we know where we can find them, we know where we can get them, we'll do it. I think that was more it. Um, I don't really think any justice department who was in on this was sitting there thinking ulteriorly, oh, well, hey, this will not blatter out of power. Right. I don't think that was even really thought of in it. Um, I just, it it was just coincidence, and they they just happened to have them all in one place at one time.
1: Yeah. Um, we should also mention, uh, as part, the uh, most of these investigations actually don't really have much to do with FIFA. Right now, uh, they're they're really just dealing with CONCACAF and Coma Bowl and like the Gold Cup. Uh, according again to ESPN, uh, one part of the indictment detailed how Webb solicited and received a bribe from Traffic Sports, which is the manager of the Carolina RailHawks, related to media rights for the 2013 Girl Gold Cup and two seasons of the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, it also uncovered $100 million worth of bribes uh, related to broadcast and marketing rights and more corruption over 20 years involving up to $151 million. I guess the thinking, and I posted this on the RS Spurs Facebook page when on the discussion thread about this, what, what it looks like the, the Justice Department is trying to do is trying to indict enough people and say, okay, we got you here. If you can give us evidence on Bladder, we will cut you some pretty sweet deals. And my thinking is, we're, they're not, he's not mentioned in a report because, as we know from Omar, if you come at the King, you best not miss. They're only going to get one chance to go after Bladder. So they know, they have to know that with beyond a shadow of a doubt when they go after him, that they have him. And that, to me, is still going to take a, a, probably a couple years.
0: Hey, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, once again, I mean, I keep, I know, I keep bringing up my mafia Godfather references here, but you're right. you, you know, I mean, the, the man at the top is never the guy picking up the phone. Is never the guy holding the suitcase. Is never the guy taking the suitcase. Mm-hmm. That's not what he does. Yeah. And it's because it's, it is so he can remain above everything. Right. You know, usually the guy, usually when the boss gets taken down, it's because somewhere along the way, one of uh, one of the lower guys has made a massive error somewhere. And I mean, all we've got to hope is just that somebody slips up somewhere. We're able to nail set bladder on it.
1: Yeah, I, um, I just I just had a thought and I feel like I lost it somewhere. Oh god, I have so many thoughts going on in my head right now that it's just it's just kind of going insane. Ellie, um,
0: you wanna know what thoughts going through
1: my head
0: right now? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> Alright, well, start now.
1: That's that's fine. No, I think I think that really really hits home what we're talking about here. We
0: well, might as well just say that, yeah 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 yeah. I mean, that, that's what it's like. So is that? So I
1: heard somewhere that that's like the Colo Torre song. To me, it sounds like it's just a Torre brothers song.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's a ya yeah and Colo song. Yeah. Apparently, it's just become like the rage all around the grounds just to sing it because it is insanely infectious. And it's just so much fun to do the Stevie G dance. Do you want to? Do you want to tell the people at
1: home? Because because that plays so well on an audio only podcast. Do you want to tell the people at home what you're talking
0: about? Oh, folks, uh, just go in, put somewhere. You know, uh, look on YouTube. It's all over Twitter. If you if you check out my Twitter page at West Bradshaw 21, I just did a retweet of it from the Enfield chat. Um, the Liverpool players uh, have gone to. Uh, Actually, it might be Qatar of all places. Yeah. <laughs> Portland, which is a great vacation spot. Um, <clears throat> they headed out uh, after their season for their end of season party, combo Stevie G's birthday. And after a night of rollicking fun, they all came back to the hotel. And um, <clears throat> someone was videoing them and they started the Kolo Kolo, Ya yaya ya, ya, uh, dance and song. It's led by the venerable Captain Stevie G. And uh, it is, it's fantastic. It's about a 30-second clip of them coming up an escalator in a hotel. And uh, if your room was anywhere near that hallway, you were probably woken up. I remember, because
1: you sent that to me this morning in a text. And uh-huh. I watched it initially on my phone, like in breaks but during my morning show. And so <laughs> I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's interesting. This group of Liverpool supporters, you know, singing a song. Okay, whatever. Wait. <laughs> Wait a, wait a minute. Is that,
0: Steve is, is that Gerard at the front of the... Are those just Liverpool pl- Wait, They're what? They're the players. They are the players. Uh, Oh, my you God. Know, yeah. You can very clearly you see Ricky Lambert, uh, Mamadou Sacco. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's all of them. Ricky Lambert dressed kind of like my um, fourth-grade math teacher was dressed, nice. uh, strangely <laughs> enough. Not really that surprising. Yeah. Um, I wonder Sterling's there. It looks like I can see Jordan Ive in there. Uh, quite, quite hilarious. Very, very much fun. Very, very much of fun.
1: Yes, the good, the fun, and the ray of sunshine on this day. Um, Wes, before we move on, I mean, is there anything else you want to mention about this story?
0: I just, I, I believe Ed, this is going to be a story that um, we're going to keep referencing for a good while coming. Right. So really I don't I don't see a huge need. I mean we've given the basics. We've we've touched, we've talked about our feelings on it. This is just a story. It's almost like a bottle of wine. Today the cork was popped and now you just got to let it breathe before you pour that uh that nice glass.
1: I will say this, you know who one of the other big winners are today? The Men in Blazers. <sighs>
0: But unfortunately the show's done for the
1: year I, I know and they did their podcast On Tuesday this week Oh no we don't Chance uh, Gentlemen NBC I think you can afford to bring them back For one episode
0: they, they do they need a 30 minute special on Monday Call it the FA Cup final Talk about the FA Cup for about 45 seconds Alright now for the reason we're all here yes. Oh
1: my god
0: Uh, put off off your golf trip for a few days yes (laughs) or just or just come back (laughs) absolutely or just do it from there it'd be even better
1: oh it'd be so crap but it'd be so great speaking about so crap but so great less let's talk about the end of the premier league
0: and we're (coughs) out hello Oh, no, I'm saying we're done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't need to talk about the end of the Premier
1: League. Oh, okay. Um, real quick, we won't talk about many matches. We'll just talk about some of the matches that mattered. Um, your scores, though, in the final championship Sunday, Arsenal 4, West Brom 1, Aston Villa nil, Burnley 1, Chelsea 3, Sunderland 1, Crystal Palace 1, Swansea nil. Everton 0, Tottenham 1, Hull 0, Manchester United 0, Leicester 5, QPR 1, the the Houdini Act officially done with an exclamation point with Leicester staying up, Manchester City 2, Southampton 0, Newcastle 2, West Ham 0, and Stoke City 6, Liverpool 1. Wes, we'll just get yours out of the way first. Uh, In the match that sends uh, Liverpool into the qualification rounds of Europa down through the moon door. Uh, Stoke City scores five times in the first half, including two goals in the span of four minutes by Mame Diouf uh, and then another one four minutes later by Jonathan Walters. Charlie (laughs) Adam made it 4-0 in the 41st minute before Steven Nzonzi finish the scoring at the end of the first half to make it Stoke 5 liverpool 0. The mm-hmm. captain gets his last goal at the Britannia in the 70th minute when Steven Gerrard puts it in. But Peter Crouch pushes the lead back up to 5 with a header in the 86. Stoke takes all the plaudits. And I can't remember what three names were mentioned, uh, but at one point uh, when it was Stoke 5-Liverpool-Nil, there was a thing that said Stokas scored more goals in the first half than Balotelli and two other Liverpool players did this
0: season. Uh, I'm sure that will be uh, Lambert and Barini, also known as our three strikers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, Wes, not not the way Liverpool wanted to end their season. Calls for Brendan Rodgers' head right now. He says, defeatedly, at the end of the match, if, if FSG wants to sack him, then they should sack him. Um... Give us your thoughts at the end of Liverpool's campaign. We'll get to a wrap-up next week of the Premier League, but just your thoughts after the defeat at the Britannia.
0: Here are my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's good to see that four days after the match, the lads are getting on well. Um, Man, it it all just ended with such a massive thud for yeah. Liverpool with the 2014-2015 uh, season. I don't want to say it's a fitting into the season for mm. Liverpool. I didn't think they were ever that bad this year. No, certainly But not. it just shows in 12 months how far they have fallen. Yeah, I mean, you they went from second to sixth in the table, and – well, that is a precipitous drop when you're near the top of it. You know, I mean, it's not – they were never threatened with relegation. They were never really threatened to not be in Europe. That's what it is. But, you know, it just – it kind of put everything into perspective. You know, the defense just – well, I think it was a little better this year. It was never great. There was absolutely no spark. We, re- we still, still relied too much on Steven Gerrard, even though we were trying to say that we didn't need him. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, Stoke, as, as, as little Charlie would say, they're out-passionless. Yes. They just they had more passion. They played like 11 best friends. Um, but it, it was a disappointing flood into the year, like we said. Um I have not, I have yet to call for Brendan Rogers head this year. I'm not going to do it now. You know, one or two results to end the season are not the be all end all. Right. Um, The United and Arsenal games that, that kind of spilled the season for us. Um, That was our chance to get into the top four. So basically, finishing fifth or sixth as a top fan, I'm sure you agree. Yeah, didn't really matter which it was, you know. Neither of them have to go into a qualifying round for Europa. They're both going to Europa. No, you have to. You have to. No, 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 no. Well, um, you have to go to the playoffs. You no, know, no. If Arsenal wins the FA Cup, we do not.
1: Oh, okay.
0: If Arsenal wins the FA Cup, we do not. Then it would be Southampton would have to. Okay. So, yes. Okay, so right now, yes, they do. But, you know, assuming an Arsenal win, Liverpool will wow. not have-, have fun. have
1: fun playing for Arsenal in a few days. Oh,
0: Jesus. I really don't care that much. <laughs> um, maybe Ben Tenka will do something that will drive his price down because apparently he's number one on our target list this summer. Um But, you know, one or two matches did not spell a season. Yes, Liverpool looked Hideous the last two games of the year. And you really, you know, sentimentally, you want to send Stevie G out on a better note than back to back losses, including, by the way, the first time, I think I heard this right today, the first time ever in a match uh, that Stevie G played in that Liverpool gave up. I think first time they ever gave up five goals in a match that Stevie G played in.
1: Yeah, first time I believe it's the first time they did it since the seventies, like mid to early seventies.
0: Yeah, and then they give up six just for good yeah. uh, just for good measure. So um you know, <laughs> I believe one of the men the men in the Blazers said, you know, Stevie G making history on the way out. Yeah. You know, not not the kind he wanted to make. Um was it embarrassing? Yeah. I mean that first half. Oof. Well, I mean, there was—they literally may as well have put me in the middle of the midfield. <laughs> I was just as mobile as anyone else at that point. Um, you could—you could, you could kind of tell. I think that the Liverpool players already had one eye on that trip to—I believe it was Qatar or Abu Dhabi somewhere down there. They already had one eye on the plane. Already had their bags packed to go. <laughs> yeah. Because, buddy, they did not show up to play football. I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that was a bit of a theme uh, in this in this Championship Sunday. I mean, you had other scores like Leicester five QPR one, and as bad as QPR are, I don't know if Leicester should be beating anybody five to one. You also had Arsenal four West Brom one, and this is a week after West Brom beat the champion Chelsea um, three nil. It was just a weird week where you know, I mean, things things like this were going to happen. You you really were just seeing who's still interested in playing at this point.
0: I agree with that. Please excuse me. I had stepped out to grab my my glass real quick. Um, And, you know, the the matches that we thought would matter had a lot of passion to them. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Um, and We'll get to those in a moment. Uh, But, yeah, you know, the, the whole thing about Championship Sunday is it is amazing if the championship's up for grabs yes um, when the when the entire top four is set mm-hmm. and they're not moving you know if somebody was playing to get into the Champions League it could have been really cool. Um, but I mean literally the biggest thing to play for outside of the relegation battle was, Who finishes 5th and who finishes 6th? Liverpool and Tottenham. And neither of them really gave a crap where they finished.
1: Nope. uh, But you're right. Tottenham does finish 5th. As fittingly, Harry Kane gets the lone goal in their match at Goodison Park. uh, A header off a fantastic cross by one dire wolf himself, Eric Dyer, coming in the 24th minute in a first half where Tottenham controlled the pace of play throughout they ran rampant over Raj Bennett's Evertonians and they reap the spoils in Roberto Martinez's final match of the season at home for Everton. This win, as we've mentioned, does send Tottenham to fifth place. They will be offic- they are officially now in the group stage of Europa, which is something, I guess. And of course, now for Tottenham, the eyes turn to who will be coming in? Who will be going out? Uh, we mentioned a little bit last week, transfers that might be going in might be coming out. Uh, and Wes, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, maybe Danny Ings is coming in for maybe about four to $5 million more than he probably should. Uh, Wes, you also mentioned the one real piece of drama in the Premier League this past weekend was the relegation battle. Uh, Newcastle did not hold to script as they get a 2-0 win over West Ham in Sam Allardyce's farewell match. Uh, Goals by Musa Sissoko in the 54th and the clincher by Jonas Gutierrez in the 85th, when it looked like West Ham had a bit of a chance to get back in the match and equalize. It was not to be. Newcastle and John Carver stay up at St. James Park, which means with Hull, drawing scoreless at Manchester or against Manchester United at the KC. They will be falling through the moon door back to the championship after two years up in the Premier League. Hull had a few chances, including one goal, actually two goals that were disallowed by offsides. And of course, but maybe the biggest news coming out of this whole Manchester match, Wes, is Fellaini going nuts, picking up a red card. And unlike Sesk Fabregas... Fellaini will be missing the first three matches of the Premier League next season.
0: Yeah, I was just dumb. dumb. Um, you know, and Fabregas, in all fairness, I, I believe Sesk should have been dropped to one game. Yeah. It wasn't intentionally. He did mean to kick the ball and hit the guy in the face. It was stupid, and he was punished. Um, Fellaini just lost his nuts. Yeah. And it was pretty funny, actually. You know, anytime he does anything where he gets pissed with all that hair and Face of his, it's it's quite funny. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> we do have a little bit of news. Uh, let's we'll take a quick look at the final table for your Premier League. Chelsea win, Manchester City second, Arsenal finished third, United finished fourth, Tottenham fifth, Liverpool sixth, Southampton in seventh, and as Wes mentioned, uh, if Arsenal win the FA Cup, Southampton will be going to Europa. 8th uh, Swansea, 9th Stoke, 10th Crystal Palace, so a top 10 finish for the, the Eagles. 11th is Everton. They finish level on points with West Ham, but a better goal differential. West Brom are in 13th, Leicester 14th, Newcastle 15th, Sunderland 16th, who are look, will now be looking for a replacement manager as Dick Advocat leaves uh, after turning down an offer to extend his stay after manager after he, he took over midseason. For Gus Poyet, seventeenth uh, is Aston Villa, and then eighteenth is Hull, nineteenth is Burnley, and twentieth is QPR. Hull, Burnley, QPR take the drop. Uh, it also should be mentioned: West Ham, thanks to FIFA Fair Play, will also be going to the Europa League next year.
0: Yay! <laughs> what was funny was uh, going into the last day of the season, Everton were in were in the lead on that. That, of course. Uh, <laughs> is based on um, mostly yellow cards and red cards. Mm-hmm. And I think a few other little factors. But um, Everton were leaving. <laughs> I believe they picked up four or five yellow cards <laughs> in their final yeah. match. They were like, shit on this. We're not going back. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, West Ham, they'll have a new manager. And they will be heading into a uh, European playoff spot in the Europa League. Oof. um for Big Sam Allardyce, you know, obviously, um, probably the leader in the clubhouse right now for the Real Madrid job. Yes. Um, If that falls through, which I would be shocked, (laughs) you know, already the rumor is starting, you know, hey, Sunderland fans, would you like to have Big Sam?
1: Yes. Yes, we would.
0: Yes, I I believe they'd be crazy to say no. (laughs) You know, Big Sam is... Most of the time, he's gonna keep you up. You know, you're gonna end up in that 12 to 15 range somewhere. But hell, you know, someone like Sunderland, why not take a shot?
1: Nah, might as well. Over, you over
0: the greatest tactical mind in Europe.
1: Yes. Um, so that is your final Premier League table. A uh, bunch of matches, though, still to be played. We mentioned West, the FA Cup is coming up very soon between Aston Villa and Arsenal. It will be this May 30th, which is this Saturday, I believe at 12.30 p.m., Uh, so check that out. Also, I believe at 3.30 this Saturday is the Copa del Rey final between Barcelona and Athletic Bilbao. And uh, beyond that, there's actually one league that has not finished up yet, And that's Serie A. Serie A actually still has a playoff place, or not a playoff place, a Champions League spot on the line. This is amazing script writing right here. Lazio and Napoli play the final match of the season this week in Serie A. Lazio currently three points up on Napoli, but because of the way they do tiebreakers in Serie A, if Napoli (laughs) beat Lazio they will be going to the Champions League playoff stage and Lazio will drop to Europa. Napoli must win. A draw is good enough for Lazio to go to the Champions League group stage. So, Wes, uh, in a a league where Juventus has a chance to do the treble, uh, drama the final weekend as Lazio and Napoli are playing a derby to determine who goes to the Champions League.
0: And of course, right now for um, on, on the Napoli end, um, <clears throat> speaking of that Real Madrid job, Rafa Benitez yes. actually might be the leader of the club yes. for that job. Um, which, as a as a full supporter of Rafa Benitez that I am, it does kind of make me scratch my head a little bit for for the simple fact that you know. All all people tell you when Rafa Benitez is your coach is how he's not good enough to be your coach. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, he's done well at Napoli, don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, but it's not like he hasn't won the league. Of course, Juventus is just that much better than everyone. Um, Rafa, for whatever it's worth, you know, he, he obviously did a great job at Liverpool, uh, won a Champions League, Finished runner up for a Champions League. Had a runner up finish in the Premier League one year. Never won the Premier League. Has not won a league title since winning um, La Liga. I believe it was 2003. I think you're right. With, uh, I believe it was Valencia. Um, so I don't know. That That's just, that's not that slammed up coaching hire that uh, usually Real Madrid want to go for. Mm hmm. But I tell you, you know, you look out there at the managers. Who's better? Well, I mean, uh, at this point, Real Madrid, you've run through everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of. you know, you, obviously, you know, Guardiola is kind of the one guy who is just would be completely off limits at Madrid. You know, who, who that, that's like the top elite coach who you're not going to go get because just because he was Barcelona's guy. So, that, you know, they wouldn't bring him in, I don't think, for anything. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you got rid of Angelotti. Um, you know, you, you had um, my guy at Manchester City. You had him for a year. Mm-hmm. You fired him. Uh, you know, Josie might be the only one who left on his own accord. You know, that, that's the thing. I can actually see Josie going back to Madrid one day. I, I, don't, just, yeah. don't think it's, I just don't think he's going to be right now. Right. So you got that out. Klopp is out there. I just don't think Klopp and Madrid are a very good match.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think his personality would lend itself very well.
0: Uh, so, I mean, where do, where do you go? I mean, do you do you go get the Dutch mastermind in Van Hall? AVB. 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 God, I mean, Jesus, could that actually be it? Wow. No, obviously they're not going AVB. Not now. But, um, you know, it's like... They've run through all these elite coaches.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they've run them through. They're there for two years and get rid of them. Soon or later, the elite coaches kind of dry up. <clears throat> um, obviously, uh, you know they're not going to go out and get Finger. Uh, I don't. I don't foresee them going uh, down to Juventus and trying to get Allegri.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Jesus, where else do you go? Are yeah, they going to try to come get uh, Pochettino? Oh, no, never. And, <laughs> and, and take Harry Kane with him?
1: I will fight for, I will fight, I will <laughs> fight Real Madrid to the death. <laughs> over, they, over my dead body.
0: They kind of like to poach uh, Tottenham of everything. So <laughs> <laughs> they are the ultimate Tottenham poachers. First they took Modric, then they took Bale. Next they're going to take Kane. The had out of or gave him back to you. That was a nice trade, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's really going be interesting, because I'm just, as much as I love Rafa, I just don't think Rafa is a, I just don't think he's quite to the level of Real Madrid. No, you're right, I, I just, I,
1: I think you've hit the nail on the head with, if not him, then who? Like, I don't know, I, I just, I don't think there's another big enough name out there for them to go after.
0: I mean, do we go for Bruce Arena at this point?
1: And and have Big Sam then go to the LA Galaxy? Yes,
0: maybe. Well, you know, I just I don't know about Germans. Well, they had the guy who won the Champions League at Munich the last time. They had him for a while. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe a maybe a Jurgen Low or something like that. Maybe, but, but would he want to
1: leave the German team? I mean,
0: not not right now. Not with Euro being next year. Yeah. Um. Don't think you're going in for Klinsman. No. (laughs) Um, I I think,
1: from everything I've heard, I think it's going to be Benitez. It's.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, A little more news for the Premier League. Uh, We did have the finals of the Premier League playoff between Middlesbrough and Norwich, and two quick goals by Cameron Jerome and Nathan Redmond. Bring Norwich back up to the Premier League with a 2 nil win over Middlesbrough. Wes, last week you mentioned that you were kind of excited maybe see Middlesbrough back in the yeah. top flight, uh, but instead we get Norwich who comes back after spending one year in the championship.
0: Yeah, the cool thing about Norwich, at least you get the colorful uniforms coming up. <laughs> yes, that's true. But um, no, I was really excited about seeing Middlesbrough. Um, thought so it would be cool to get one of those old school teams back in the Premier League. I haven't been there in a few years. Um, Patrick Bamford, who on loan from Chelsea this year, scored a gaggle of goals. He went that? a gaggle of goals. Oh, very big gaggle. Yeah. Um, had a great season at Middlesbrough on loan. Uh, I don't think he was much of a factor in the match. And Norris just outplayed him on the day. And, you know, that's, that's a tough way to end the season. Oh, yeah. In the championship, it's like, well, either we win and we move up and have all the glory or we lose and we're stuck down here again and there's no <laughs> guarantee of getting back.
1: Exactly. It's it's a tough, tough draw. Uh,
0: well, well uh, congratulations to Norwich. So Norwich, Watford, and Bournemouth. Bournemouth, I am, by the way, I'm very excited about Bournemouth. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, there are actually some cool stories of those teams coming up. You know, Watford's story is they are owned by the same family that owns Udinese Mm -hmm. in uh, in Italy, and they have actually had a little controversial policy the last few years of uh, um, Udinese would just send players down to Watford home. Loan. <laughs> oh nice. And I mean these are like guys who could play legit Serie A <laughs> And it's like, eh, we're gonna send there because you know they're they're not really getting time here. So we're gonna send them down there yeah. or we're gonna send them to England and try to get us into the into the Premier League.
1: <laughs> Watford, aka uh the under twenties of vertex
0: Yeah. Um Bournemouth. Now Bournemouth has a really cool story and I, you know, we'll they almost it. went
1: bankrupt a couple times.
0: Yeah, I mean, and just recently like in the last 3, 4, 5 years, they were like in uh, I think they were down in like the second division. I mm-hmm. mean, they they have literally they have personified the Drake song of started from the bottom and <laughs> yeah. we're here. Yes,
1: yeah, well done.
0: Just thank God, you know, Drake hasn't found him yet and become a fan, but uh, there's time. <laughs> there's I'm time. sure Drake's a great Manchester United fan, by the way.
1: And he's probably also a Chelsea fan now,
0: and probably likes Arsenal as well,
1: and maybe Manchester City.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure he loves Barcelona. I'm sure he grew up a Barcelona fan. So. and
1: and now he's a Real Madrid fan as well.
0: Oh, until Juventus wins, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it, it'll. Uh, I think you've got. I think Bournemouth has a good t- squad put together. I could almost very, very, very early Premier League prediction. Uh, I think we're coming up. I can see Bournemouth maybe making a real fight to stay up next year.
1: That we will be taking a look at as we get closer to next year's Premier League season. Uh, we've talked about Europa West so much already tonight. The final of this year's Europa was today over in Stadion Narodwe in Warsaw, Poland. And it was Dinepro, Dinapro predesk two, Sevilla, three. The Spanish side retained the title, and this year it earns them a spot in next year's Champions League. In the match, uh, Dinepro took a very early lead in the seventh minute on a great... uh, play off a corner, or sorry, not off a corner, but on a cross-in by Nikolaj Kalinic. Uh, he put it in in the seventh minute. And then Sevilla struck back with two goals in three minutes. Gregor's Gregor Krachowiak. Sure. And then Carlos Baca in the 31st. Uh, the captain for dinner pro answered in the 40th, Ruslan Rotan, uh, with a nice little free kick over the wall into the corner, just chipped it neatly in. He put it to 2-2 two, two at the half. But Baca with the 73rd-minute strike to give Sevilla the win on the night. Uh, also some scary scenes, though, for Dinepro. I'm going to have to pull up the player's name here. Um, and I don't have it in right now. But one of the players was actually injured uh, and could not uh, be substituted for as Dinepro was already out of substitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tr- trying to figure out which player it was, and I can't for the life of me remember right now which one it was. But uh, either way, tough break for dinner Pro. A chance to go to the Champions League slips to their fingers. Sevilla, their fourth title uh, in the UEFA Cup, their second time they've gone back-to-back, and now, West that earns them a spot in next year's Champions League.
0: And not only that, Ed, uh, with the win, Sevilla now become the uh, the champions of the Europa all-time, their fourth Europa championship, uh, also formerly known as the UEFA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts them alone at the top of having one at the most times um, going into the match. They were in a four-way tie uh, at three with um, a trio of heavyweights, uh, Juventus, Inter, and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. At all won it three times each. Uh, Sevilla, and here's the thing also, Sevilla has won it four times now, and they didn't win their first one until 2006.
1: Yeah, they won it back-to-back, back-to-back
0: in 06-07. And yeah. now they've won 14-15 back-to-back. So, uh, you know, when they get on a roll, they get on a roll. Uh, take a look at some other notables over the years who've won Europa. Ed, your Tottenham Hotspur. We've done it twice. Europa League titles. We've done it twice. Um, the same number as Real Madrid.
1: So so that's why we're that,
0: sister clubs. You've got that going for you. And actually, Ed, in a three-year span, 84, 85, 86, Tottenham won it once. Madrid won it back-to-back. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. And then they were like, hey, we'll just buy your best players forever. <laughs> also, former winners include Ipswich Town in 1981. Oh, Napoli in 1989. Schalke in 1997. And, of course,
1: Chelsea in 2013. That was a fun year. So that's going to do it for Europa. We'll see what happens next year and who decides to actually want to play for it. Thank
0: Uh, God that'll do it for Europa.
1: Yes. Thank God. Uh, Wes, we, we mentioned the biggest transfer news and notes of the the week as Carlo Ancelotti, I just can't say his name, uh, has been let go by Real Madrid. We've talked about it at length already with who they're looking at and replacing him. Uh, some other news and notes, though. Radamel Falcao is going back to uh, AS Monaco after his loan spell at United is done. Chicharito is leaving Real Madrid after his loan is now done and heading back to United. So yay for United, I guess. You got a guy who scored a goal in the Champions League.
0: I don't. Th- I don't think he'll play for United again. They're they're going to be admirably shopping him. Yeah. Um. Then hey, you know, I just think um. I just think he'd be a good solid player for somebody out there.
1: Yeah, I think I think he could be good. You know, maybe uh. Maybe Southampton go after him or or someone maybe looking for just a little bit of a boost. Um, any other news and notes you want to talk about in the transfer window? We've also talked about Danny Ings for a bit. So,
0: uh, Danny Ings. Oh, man, so much crap going on in the transfer window. Uh, Christian season. Has, been, uh, has been identified by the media, of course, <laughs> as Liverpool's number one target. Uh, they want to get him in around the 20 million pound range. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Benteke, if nothing else, has been an absolute nightmare for Liverpool for about three years now to play against. So, hey, if you sign him, even if you bench him and he's the worst player ever, at least he's not beating you at Aston Villa for the foreseeable future. There you go. There you go. So, there you go. Let's sign him just so he doesn't hurt us in the future. Um... Uh, who's going to be the big guys out there? Uh, you know, we're, I'm sure we're set for a summer of a Gareth Bale saga. Oof. Um, yeah. God oh my No one wants to see him go to United. Uh, United look like they're poised to spin big. They,
1: they, I believe, they've also now, after being spurned by Hummels, they're looking at uh, bring me the Schweinsteiger, Bastian Schweinsteiger.
0: Which truly, I mean, as as a big fan of Shdamey. As I am. He's uh, kind of old. Okay. Yeah, he's kinda old, and injury prone, but whatever, let's bring him the most physical league in the world. That'll <laughs> work.
1: Sure. Great. Hey, hey, money is no object for Ed Woodward. Remember that. <laughs>
0: um so you know they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be looking to spend money this summer. Um Man City look like they're gonna be putting that whole club, they're gonna they're gonna be doing a lot of things. They're going to be doing a lot of things. I have seen i uh, I've seen some rumors out there, um, connecting Sterling Raheem Sterling mm-hmm. um, with Man City, and what could potentially be a player plus cash uh, Eden Zeko uh, for Sterling.
1: Interesting. Uh,
0: yeah, interesting. Um, oh, rounding out our loans on the way back, uh Origi on loan to Leeds uh, this season. Who, of
1: course, Lequip this uh, this <laughs> week called one of the worst eleven players in uh, Leune this season.
0: Well, and I will throw this out there for the young man. I mean, first of all, kid's like nineteen years old. Yeah, um, and Lequip is kind of garbage. Yeah, the quip is garbage anyway. But also, you know, if you look at it, he was really – he really got put into a really tough situation this year. You know, made some early comments saying, man, you know, I really, really wish I was going to Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll stick it out. Well, as soon as he didn't hit the ground just flying, man, the Leal fans turned on that guy, like literally within the first month of the season. And he was kind of the odd man out all season for yeah. them. Never really found a good vein of form. And you know, when you're young, you're not the future of the club anymore. Um, the fans are getting on your back. I think it just kind of piled up on him. You know, I'm 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 really, really still excited about him. You know, yeah, this time last year we were more excited, but you know, I'm still excited for the kid. I think he can still be a really special player. I mean, he's he's 20 years old, and he started the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, on one of the best teams in Europe. So, you know, he's going to get some shtick. Um, but I'll tell you, if Liverpool bring in – God, if they bring in Benteke, Origi, and Ings, it sounds like Balotelli's going to be sticking around again next year. He's not going to Sampdoria. Um, <laughs> I think uh, – I think uh, Ricky Lambert is actually going to be part of the uh, Benteke deal if one goes down. Um, so Lambert will be out. Barini, right now, we will literally sell Barini. <laughs> I mean, they they would sell them to the Almond Sports Show. We would offer them ten bucks. I think.
1: Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so, you're you're on notice, Des.
0: Let's put in a bid, Dez, Let's put in a bid with Liverpool for uh, ten pounds, not ten thousand pounds. Ten pounds, <laughs> not ten million. Just ten pounds. Ten pence uh, for the for the right to talk to Fabio Barini and just see how fast Liverpool accepted. (laughs) Of course, then we'll have to work out personal terms. You know, uh, Dez, you you may need an assistant, so uh, we're going to have to take part of your salary to pay him. Sorry. Uh, You know, it's like, oh yeah, remember what you used to make a day when you were a Liverpool player? You might make that in a couple of years working for us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you should have saved your money, young man. Um, but Liverpool looking to kind of rebuild that whole strike force. Um, if you bring in Zeko, eh, you know, I mean, I think Zeko could still be a really good player. Had a really crappy year. Um, I think if you bring in Zeko, though, you are really looking to try to push Balotelli out of there, right? Because yeah, you want strike options, but I mean, if you're you're already bringing back a Regi, you've already got Sturridge. If you're going to bring in, uh, you know, if, if we're bringing in Benteke and we're bringing in Danny Ings, there's only so many minutes <laughs> to go around for strikers. Right. Um, now, that said, I think you can really see this being a year where they uh, kind of, my favorite word, they blood in a region. Oh, blood in. Um, well, you know I mean? Hey, the barrage has said that... Um, yeah, he's going to use Europa to play the young players. So, I mean, I'm sure there you'll see your origins of the world a lot in Europa. Um, maybe he and maybe he and Ings can form a great tandem. Who knows? Uh, but it, it'll be interesting. Lot, lot, of, lot of crazy things about to happen. It is silly season, as they call it. Love it. Um, so shit's going to go down.
1: <laughs> also, Broj might be my new favorite thing.
0: Oh, dude, Braj. I mean, there's no better name than just Braj. Just Braj. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I'll ever call him Brendan Rodgers again. He's Braj.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's that's a look at the uh, what's going down in the silly season right now as it's about to officially kick off here over the next few months while we hit the summer break of our Premier League and other European domestic leagues. Wes, with that, we're going to transfer out of soccer for just a little bit.
0: Oh, see, we're going to transfer. I like
1: that. Yeah, you love it. We're
0: Um, we're in the market.
1: (laughs) But before we do, let's take a quick moment to remind people at home or wherever they're listening to this pod, maybe on the toilet, maybe on the bus, maybe at work, Jeff, you should be working. That This podcast is being presented to you by NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com, where at NGSC Sports, we never stop. And they never stop putting out great articles and other great podcasts in addition to this one. And you know what, Wes? Normally we don't talk about the NFL. I think after we make our college baseball pred- predictions... We might have to make an exception this week. Well, uh, we do
0: always have a certain subsection of the NFL that we do talk about. Oh,
1: oh, and we're going to talk about it tonight. Um, But first, let us head out to the College World Series, where, Wes, the brackets are in, uh, as opposed to Carolina and South Carolina, who are not in. Um, As we like to do, Wes, we are going to make our predictions. Uh, Do you have a bracket in front of you?
0: Uh, give me about ten seconds, and I will. All
1: right. Well, while you do that, I can tell you right now who the uh, the national seeds are. The top eight overall seeds this year, led by the number one seed, UCLA. First
0: time um, ever they've been the number one
1: seed. Yes. Um, and for some reason, Wikipedia doesn't want to – oh, no, there it is, 2015. Um, so we now have that, that they're followed by LSU, Louisville, Florida, Miami, Illinois, TCU, and Missouri State. Uh, and we'll get to the other regionals as we get to them. Uh, Wes, let us start with the number one overall seed, UCLA. They are in a regional uh, in Los Angeles with Cal State Bakersfield as the four. Maryland, first year in the Big Ten, is the three. And Ole Miss, the running Rebels, are the number two. Of course, Ole Miss went to the Omaha last year. Maryland went to a super. UCLA, the number one overall seed. Who do you have coming out?
0: I'm going with UCLA, number one overall seed. They're there for a reason. They are really good. <clears throat> They're That's... really good. So, um I'm I'm going to go with the Bruins to uh, come out of their own uh, <clears throat> regional. Give me two seconds, let me get to them, and uh, here we go. Um, Ole Miss. I mean, not a great Ole Miss season, but man, it's the SEC. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. I, I don't. I don't really like their chances going to the West Coast. Maryland has kind of become a pretty good baseball program. Yeah, that even goes back to the end of their ACC days. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, UCLA should come out, but I don't think it's going to be an easy regional for
1: them. No, not at all. I think Ole Miss could give them a lot of problems. Uh, But we'll see. I'm also going to pick UCLA. That means now we're going to head to the Lake Elsinore Regional. Uh, where we have the number one seed being UC Santa Barbara. They'll be taking on the four seed San Diego State, the Aztecs. Uh, And then in the 2-3 game, it will be Southern California versus Virginia, who does get in the tournament (coughs) after going to the championship series last season. Um, Wes, who? Oh, (laughs) what? Sorry, text messages are terrible. Um, Who do you have coming out of Lake Elsinore?
0: I'm going to take Tommy Trojan and the uh, University of Southern California, who are seeing somewhat of a resurgence after years of somehow, some way being a mediocre baseball program.
1: Yeah, since the days <clears> of <throat> basically, I think, Mark Pryor.
0: I mean, how the hell does USC not just rack up every year? Never understood it. But um, 37 and 19 on the season, they've shown a resurgence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> U.C. Santa Barbara, obviously, probably the best team in school history for those guys. Um, I just, you know, first it's your first year as a host, first year being a big seed. I think maybe the nerves get to you. Virginia is terrifying as a three seed. Yeah. Um, I just I don't like going to the West Coast. No, you're right. That's that's a very very long trip, and that can flip some things. San Diego State. I mean, they can give people problems. Um, you know, it's a good baseball program. I mean you basically got you've got two programs there with 40 wins and two programs that aren't far off in Virginia and Southern Cal. I'm gonna take Southern Cal.
1: I'm gonna make the Homer pick and I'm gonna take UVA. Uh they have done it uh back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went out to the UC Irvine Regional. In a mm-hmm. regional where they had to face Steven Strasburg in game one, mm-hmm. uh, and they came out of that regional. Uh, in fact, then went to Ole Miss, beat them in the Super, and went to their first trip to the College World Series. Mm-hmm. So I, I I, think if anyone could go out there and win from the East to the West Coast, I think it's Virginia. I know it's going to be tough. They have a lot of bullpen issues. But I, I believe this is a program that is built to win these kind of games. Uh, Still
0: a lot, a lot of talent at Virginia, too. So. Yeah,
1: and a, a lot of young talent. I mean, I think when I when I went to their uh, ACC tournament game against State on Saturday, I believe they had five freshmen in the starting lineup and <laughs> one senior. And,
0: and well, Whatever they do, they should be getting very good experience from this trip this year.
1: Absolutely. Very, very important for them to make a regional uh, let's head to Springfield. Uh, yeah, let's head to Springfield. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the Springfield. Uh, number one, Missouri State, uh, the eighth overall uh, seed. They are going to be playing the four seed Canisius in the first round. And then the 2 3 matchup is Iowa versus Oregon. Oregon is getting hot at just the right moment. Wes, who are you taking out of the Springfield Regional?
0: Uh Missouri State. Gonna, da, 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 da. <clears throat> um I'm going to I'm going to take Missouri State. I'm going to take the home side. I'm going to take the number 1 seed. That's boring, yes. But man, that's been a hell of a baseball team this year. 45 and 10. Um you can say well they're not from a power conference, but that conference has a history of producing really good baseball teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't sleep on them. Weren't they in the college world series recently?
1: Maybe. I'm going to have to look that up. I, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the bears. If it was, it was in
1: 20 2000, oh, 2003, 2003. They were in the college okay. World series.
0: Okay. okay. I, I remember seeing them there at some time or another. So yes, yeah, not recent, not right around the corner. But as you see, it, 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 they have a history as a baseball program. They're not one of your flash in the pan. we got really good for a year with a bunch of JUCOs.
1: Right. Uh, I'm going to take Iowa. I think. I think still the same thing might happen in Missouri State that happens to uh, Santa Barbara, just a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take Iowa. Iowa, a very strong team, out of what's slowly becoming a better Big Ten conference. Um, very slowly, but I think it is a better conference than it was even like three years ago. I think Iowa has enough to get out of what I think is a very even regional um, Mm -hmm. where I could even see Oregon coming out of it. Um, So Wes, now that we've made our picks for there, let's head to Oklahoma State and Stillwater. Uh, Oklahoma State will be playing St. John's in round one, and the Mm -hmm. 2-3 matchup is Arkansas versus Oral Roberts, who's coming out of Stillwater.
0: Oh man, I'm going with St. John's. Really? I'm going with the four seed, the Johnnies. I believe that could be the most. That could be the most interesting regional of them all. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, Oklahoma State can play. Man, that's a good baseball program. Arkansas is a good SEC program. Yes. Oral Roberts, they just every year they're put they're turning out good teams over and over. And St. John's, you know. We don't ever really think of New York in college baseball and high school baseball. You know, we always think of New York, oh, the Yankees, the Mets, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but man, you know, they just, the state of New York does produce good baseball. That area does, New York, New Jersey. And a lot of those kids end up at St. John's. That's kind of the regional power in that part of the country. Didn't, if I'm not mistaken, didn't
1: St. John's either knock off or come very, very close to to knocking off North Carolina
0: in a Chapel Hill regional recently. I was thinking they got to a super regional.
1: Maybe that's what it was.
0: I think that, and yes, it was North Carolina. I don't know if they, I can't remember if they beat them or if they actually got to the super regional. I almost <laughs> to say They got to the super regional. Um, <clears throat> they're a program. They know how to win, it, you know, and they've got that kind of New York attitude for them. You know, they're, they're hard nosed. They're, they're fighters. Um I'm I'm gonna pick the Johnny's. I think they're they're my big they're gonna be my big upset pick coming out of the regionals.
1: Sounds good. Uh let's head down uh for the Gainesville Super. Whoa, Re- what's your pick, Ed? Oh I'm sorry, I took Oklahoma State.
0: Okay, okay. I, but
1: I, I I do agree this is gonna be a very another balanced regional. Okay. Um that whole Springfield Super Sectional is is gonna be crazy. Uh I'm sorry, so let's now go to Gainesville, uh where we have Florida as Probably the number good. one seed. Florida A&M, South Florida, and Florida Atlantic. It's all Florida all the time in Gainesville. Uh, which Florida school is coming out, Wes?
0: It is the most Florida of all Floridas. And those four Floridas, ugh, that is just basic-ass Florida. Yeah, basic pitch. Uh, basic pitch. It's got to be the Gators. Gators playing great baseball. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. They're one of the best teams in the country. They're gonna They're going to cruise through that one. Florida A&M, can't figure out how they're even in. Must have won their conference tournament. <laughs> Which apparently, by the way, I saw something, um, the the ratings came out where you know they can ban teams from the postseason for their academic, academics and all that good stuff. Um, Florida A&M have like five of their teams banned from postseason plays starting next year. Oh, fun. Like five of their programs. I think their baseball, their <laughs> basketball, or not their baseball, their football, their basketball, like two of their track teams. <laughs> Good times, man. No, Gators are going to chomp on through
1: that one. Same. uh, After a a bit of a down year, I think – oh, God, I've forgotten the coach's name. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin O'Sullivan uh, has done a really good job of bringing Florida back as an SEC power. So I will take the Gators as well. Uh, They are matched up with Florida State uh, in the Tallahassee Regional. Florida State, again, a number one seed. Uh, They'll be taking on Mercer in the first round. College of Charleston and Auburn is your 2-3 game. Wes, who are you taking in a regional where last year Florida State didn't win a game?
0: Yeah, I'm picking the Seminoles to bounce back and chop out of there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong because, oh my God, I just went blank. Won the ACC tournament, right? Yes. Okay, I, I didn't think I was crazy and I'd lost my mind no. totally. Um, you know, they're 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 hot in tournament play right now. They won the ACC it was always a tough conference to win. <clears throat> College of Charleston's good. Auburn's SEC tested. Um, but the, the Seminoles, I think this is the Florida State team they can get in the World Series this year.
1: Call me crazy. I'm going to take Charleston. Charleston, a lot of this season, bandied about as a regional host themselves. Um, very, very good. Knocked off South Carolina to start the season when we still thought South Carolina was good. Um, I, I think College of Charleston can go up and Florida State has shown weaknesses this year they actually I believe of the ACC tournament on maybe a 5 game losing streak or having lost 5 of 6 so this is a very streaky state team that could maybe be primed for another upset in a regional I think I don't think they'll go 0-2 again like they did last year mm-hmm. but I think Charleston comes out of this one um, let's head to the Coral Gables super now Wes um, or as we like to call it, the West Bradshaw Invitational. Uh, <laughs> Miami, the U will be the number one. They'll take on Florida International. And in the 2-3 game, it will be East Carolina versus Columbia. West, who or West, who comes out of Coral Gables? <sighs> the
0: one that broke my damn heart when I saw it put together <laughs> because I'm losing one of my two favorite teams. Um <clears throat> As much as I hate, I hate, I hate to do it. I think the U's gonna come out of there. They're gonna beat Cliff and the Pirates. The Pirates are gonna take them to that if game. And Cliff Goblin is gonna have a is gonna go down as a great first season for Cliff Goblin. Um, I just think Miami's got a little too much. Davey Baseball, the guy they call uh, they call him that, uh, David Thompson. Tied Ooh. for the national D one lead in home runs with nineteen, leads D one and RBIs with eighty.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, he you know um, was actually came to Miami as a quarterback, Oh, and then just decided no, I'll just play baseball, and, and that's really going to be lucrative for him. he's going to make a lot of money at the next level. I also believe uh, I, I I believe I read he didn't hit a home run last year. Right, right, right. Last year he had a lot of uh, he had some injury problems last year. Um wasn't great. I mean, Collins Cuther must have been lifting in the offseason <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah,
1: lifting. That's what they call it.
0: Sure. <clears throat> um, but I, I'm going to pick the Hurricanes to come out of there. And one way or the other, I'm going to be mopey because either the Pirates or the Hurricanes are going to be gone.
1: I think Miami wins in straight sets. I don't believe they go to the F game. But I believe they end up beating East Carolina into very tough games in the regional and regional final. Um, now we have the Dallas Baptist Regional. Uh, well, they'll be taking on VCU as a four seed, Oregon State, and Texas. Texas getting in by winning the Big 12 tournament. Texas is the three. So some traditional powers along with the newcomer, a sort of Dallas Baptist West. Who is coming out of Dallas?
0: I really, really wanted to be Dallas Baptist. hmm Oh, God, I am going to put my money on Oregon State. <clears throat> Just because every time I don't. Yeah. <laughs> They, they win the national title or
1: something. Yeah. Oregon State was last year's number one overall seed.
0: Yeah, they were. And they were kind of disappointing as the number one overall seed a year ago. Yes. Um, but I think they're going to bounce back. It's, it's a great baseball program. Um, Texas. God only knows what the hell is wrong with Texas baseball. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're in the best baseball Well. Maybe the second-best baseball-producing state in the country behind California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just like in football, you're the fucking University of Texas. How are you not just loaded? And I don't, I don't think they're getting out of there. Uh, but I'm going to pick Oregon State to go down to Lone Star State and come out with the uh, with the birth to the Super Regional. Uh,
1: I think it's going to be one uh, hell of a tournament. I think it's gonna be Dallas Baptist who pulls it out. And oh, I think
0: dude, boy, I'm pulled for Dallas, Dallas Baptist.
1: I'm even gonna take uh, Baptist to uh, to actually lose a game and have to come through the losers bracket to win this one. I think it's gonna be an epic, epic regional. Don't count
0: on VCU at all. VCU I mean Not it's baseball, man. That's good baseball. They've got kids who can play.
1: Uh, let's go to Baton Rouge for the number two overall seed. Alex Box was not kind to the Tigers last year, but they have a chance to redeem themselves now. Four, the four seed is Lehigh. UNC Wilmington, the two. Tulane is the three. Wes, are we picking someone other than LSU?
0: No, even though it will be really freaking cool if they get to play Tulane in an elimination game. Yeah. Um. Just because Tulane is kind of like... They are such the little brother of LSU. Yes, of course. Of course, at the same time, Louisiana State is the state university. Tulane is like a private university in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Amazing medical program, by the way, and great uniforms. Um, but the one place Tulane can kind of hang with LSU is on the baseball diamond. Mm-hmm.
1: Tulane has been to the College World Series before.
0: Exactly. They've uh, they, they they play good baseball in Tulane. I Abbey mean, Hill. Either way, it's, it's Louisiana, and they play some great damn baseball in Louisiana. Uh, but I'm picking it. It's, it's, you can't pick against LSU in this region.
1: Absolutely. Agreed. So we head to Houston now for a Houston regional. Houston will be playing Houston Baptist in the 1-4 game. Perennial Power Rice is the two, and one of last year's tournament darlings, Louisiana Lafayette, will be the three. Another stacked bracket here. Wes, who's coming out? <clears throat>
0: I think uh, I'm going to have to go with that uh, American Athletic Conference member, Houston, the regular season champs. Um, I do believe it's going to be the Cougs coming out. Uh, Houston Baptist. I actually had never heard of them until I saw this bracket. Um, Louisiana Lafayette's been playing really good baseball. Rice is Rice, but uh, I'm going to pick the Cougars.
1: I'm going to take Rice. Uh, Rice, just perennial good. They know how to win these kind of regionals uh they're playing pretty close to home so that you know they're going to fans are going to travel well i'm i'm going to take rice
0: okay
1: um so let's head to another uh a set of texas schools because that's just what we get here is,
0: is Texas
1: versus the world. It's Texas all day, every day. Uh, the Fort Worth Super Regional bracket, the Fort Worth Regional will be the number one seed TCU versus four Sacred Heart. And then <laughs> NC State is the two seed versus Stony Brook, the three. Who's coming out of Fort Worth?
0: I'm picking TCU, but NC State is going to give them absolute hell to get out of that regional.
1: Uh, I, I, I would agree. Uh, I think... I think TCU is the favorite, though. Uh, I believe if you can control State's first three hitters, you, you have a very, I would say, I would borderline say easy bottom six of that lineup. It's not very good. Um, and so if you can just control the top of the order, you're fine. They do have a great pitching staff. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, another one in Texas, Texas A&M, the number one seed. In the College Station Regional, they'll be taking on Texas Southern as the four. Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers go in as the two, and the Cow Bears are the three. Who's coming out of College Station?
0: That's just little you get Coastal Carolina and California. It's like, <laughs> we'll just meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Let's go to Texas. Everybody else is. Um, <clears throat> gotta take the Aggies, man. Uh, I mean, God, 45 and 11 coming out of the SEC. It's pretty good. They, they, they had a good year for a good while there. They were ranked number one in the country. Um, <clears throat> God, the state of Texas, how good is the baseball there this year? Very good. And then the University of are like maybe the fifth or sixth best team in the state. Yeah, maybe. Insanity. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Aggies.
1: Oh, I want to take the Chanticleers so bad, but give me a battle-tested SEC team any day of the week. Um, so I'll be taking A&M. Uh, let's head to the Louisville Super Regional bracket, uh, and the Louisville Regional is their number one seed. Uh, they'll be taking on Moorhead State as the four. Uh, Bradley versus Michigan is the 2-3. Michigan had to win the Big Ten tournament to get in. Uh, so, Wes, who's coming out of Louisville?
0: Uh, Cardinals, man. Um, just that, That's one I, just, I don't think anyone else really matches up well with Louisville. Um, Bradley, sorry, you're not battle-tested enough. Uh, Michigan and uh, Yeah, Louisville Louisville, were they in the World Series last year? Yes Yeah, and the year before, I think They've been back to back Yes. Yeah, they're good, they're fine They'll be. They'll win it
1: Watch out for Michigan Michigan is getting hot at the right time uh, they, they are starting to put together pieces Louisville's just good And my new favorite player, Corey Ray Or as I called him during the entire time I saw him at the ACC tournament Corey Ray He's good. He's a really good player. Watch out for him. Oh right. um, and the Fullerton Regional, uh, it's the number one seed Cal State Fullerton. They'll be taking on the four seed Pepperdine, and then the two seed Arizona State. We know you love your Aztecs, West. And then the number three seed Jack Leggett led Clemson Tigers, who's coming it's, it's, out of Fullerton. It's just Sun Devil's
0: Ed, but close enough. Whatever. <laughs> sure. Sorry to tell you the truth. It's okay. It hurts. Who are you picking? You know, I cannot ever go by seeing Pepperdine and something and just just once again say, how amazing <laughs> would it be to go to Pepperdine? Malibu is gorgeous. I said, yeah, we're, we're in Malibu and we're in college and, you know, we're playing college baseball in Malibu. Yeah, that's got to just be freaking awesome. Uh, and then there's Fullerton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the other side of Los Angeles, right? Um, uh, no, nah, man, Arizona. Dude, you know I'm taking Arizona State. That, that is so like my number three team out of my favorites. Yes. Um, I, I just I love me some Arizona State, and they have really good fat guy gear. <laughs> That's why I'm always rocking. I've got like an Arizona State sweatshirt, an Arizona State t-shirt. I love my Arizona State gear. I feel like uh, you love Arizona
1: State for every reason that has nothing to do with athletics.
0: Oh, no, I love them for all the good reasons because, A, they may have the hottest student body in America. There it is. And, B, their gear fits my fat ass. There you go. So, yeah, so just based on that, go Sun Devils.
1: Uh, This is going to be a fun regional, but I'm also going to take Arizona State to come out of it as well. Uh, Let's go to the Champagne Super Regional section, our last one. Uh, The Champagne Regional will be the number one seed Illinois Versus fourth seed Ohio, Nick Petrovich. Uh, the two versus three will be Notre Dame versus Wright State. Uh, Wes, who's coming out?
0: Picking the Irish. Not a bad pick. Picking the Irish. Um, yes, you know, uh, Illinois has the shiny one loss record. Um, and, and yes, I, I do not give, I know, I don't give um, Big Ten baseball quite the. Respect or credit that it deserves by this point of time, you know, with what Indiana did a few years ago. But I just, I just got to feel like a Notre Dame team who went through the wars of the ACC. I just feel like they've got to be ready to walk into Champagne and be like, you know, we're, we're not intimidated. You can have your eight losses. We don't really give a shit. <laughs> We've we played so much better than you have team wise.
1: Um, I agree. I think Notre Dame is prized to take this one uh, and and win the the one there. Um, So we have our final one. We go to Nashville. Uh, Vanderbilt is the one. Lipscomb is the four. Radford is the two. Indiana is the three.
0: Radford has been good this year, by the way. They've been really good. Um, And I think in another regional or two, maybe, I may want to pull the Radford trigger. But uh, Vanderbilt, and know this ever works out. Just know that half the teams I'm picking are not getting out of their original. <laughs>
1: That's how it Vanderbilt stands.
0: Might totally be one of them. Um, but I'm picking the I'm picking the Commodores to come out. Uh, you know, folks. If if, I, if you play in the SEC, the ACC, or the Pac-12, I'm usually going to pick you.
1: The defending national champions uh, are really good again this year. Tim Corbin still going strong there. Uh, I'm going to take Vanderbilt as well. So now let's head to the Supers. Uh, you had... Um,
0: Hold on now. Do we want to go straight up on all of this, or do we want to wait until next week? And, okay, okay, yeah, let's give what we're actually picking to go, and then next week we'll revise. Oh, of course. We're, we're of course going to revise this. Okay. Well, um, you got my list of who I picked. so... <laughs>
1: Let me, see. Let me just make sure I've been doing this the right way. Oh, no, I'm going to change this. I, I, I misdid the, the the other side of this bracket. But fortunately, on this side of the bracket, we only had one different team. So that makes it easy. Um, so now we go back to uh, UCLA. You had UCLA-USC. I had UCLA-UVA. Who's going to Omaha? Uh,
0: UCLA and Omaha. Um, the, the Tommy Trojan is not uh, going to get smacked by his biggest rival, but uh, UCLA is going. They're they're great. They're that, great. that would be a
1: fun super regional. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA. The UVA magic runs out in the supers, having to go back out west. Uh, you had Oklahoma State, or I'm sorry, you had St. John's, Missouri State. So that one would be in Missouri State. I had Oklahoma State, Iowa. So that would be it in Stillwater. Who are you taking, the Johnnies or the Bears?
0: <laughs> My favorite animal in the world is. The Bears. Uh, I think uh, this is a year you know you get one of those small conference schools back into the uh, College World Series.
1: Awesome. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take uh, Iowa actually to make it out as a two seed. Go to go to Stillwater and, and take them down. Yeah, uh,
0: the Falk brothers will exult when they hear this. Uh,
1: you had Miami, Oregon State. That would be at uh, Miami. I had Miami, Dallas Baptist. That would also be at Miami. Who are you <laughs> taking to go to Omaha?
0: Taking the U, him to Omaha.
1: I will also take Miami. Poor Dallas Baptist. I wish I could pick you, but I just can't do it. Uh, you had FSU versus Florida. That would be in, I believe that's in Florida, uh, in Stillwater. Or Sorry, not Stillwater, it, it Games. It, it'll be
0: somewhere in Florida. Yeah, right? Somewhere.
1: And I had College of Charleston versus Florida. Who are you taking in the Battle of the Sunshine State?
0: Oh, God, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to take the Gators i they're better.
1: Um, I I think I'm gonna take Florida. I kind of have Iowa as my weird pick, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little more chalk there. Um, so on the other side, we uh, you had LSU Houston. I had LSU Rice. I'll say LSU. I will also take LSU. Taking a big feel here. A uh, and versus TCU.
0: Hmm. Really want it to be A and M. Gut tells me TCU though.
1: I think TCU goes back to Omaha as well. Uh, Notre Dame versus Vanderbilt.
0: <sighs> oh man, I want to get. I'm getting weird here. Um, I just think Notre Dame might have that little luck in the Irish still going. All right, I'm, ta- I'm gonna take the Irish. And I can't stand Notre Dame. So.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take Vandy. Uh, and then finally, Arizona State traveling to Louisville.
0: Oh, bro, gotta go with the sunshine. Even though Louisville's better, I don't care. I'm picking Arizona State.
1: I think I think Louisville might have some issues after seeing them in the ACC tournament this year. I don't think they're as solid as as we think they are. Um, so our my World Series would be UCLA, Iowa, Miami, Florida, LSU, TCU, Vandy, ASU. Yours is roughly the same. UCLA, Missouri State, Miami, Florida, LSU, TCU, Notre Dame, and Arizona State. Um, so out of UCLA... ACC,
0: ACC, back to
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so your one half is UCLA, Missouri State, Miami, and Florida. Which one of those goes to the championship? Uh... Now get Shit started. on them!
0: Shit on them! All the canes are going. All
1: right, Miami, and they will for you. They will either be playing LSU, TCU, Notre Dame, or Arizona State.
0: I'm calling the rematch of the '99 World Series. The Canes and the Tigers, unfinished business. And in the t- we're coming for, we're coming for you, Warren Morris. <laughs> and in the two out of three.
1: Who's uh who's it gonna be, Miami or LSU? Miami.
0: Oh, bro, bro, <laughs> the U gonna roll it home. Huh?
1: All right, uh, I had UCLA. By
0: the way, Miami's not getting out of the regional, <laughs>
1: Bingo, they didn't last year. Uh, <sighs> UCLA, don't... Iowa, Miami, Florida. I'm gonna take UCLA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, no, it's scratch it. I'm taking Florida. Okay. I'm taking the Gators, uh, go, and then out of LSU, go straight to hell with
0: that one. But okay.
1: <laughs> Thank you, LSU, TCU, Vandy, ASU. I'm gonna take TCU. Interesting. And then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Florida to win it all. Interesting. So. <laughs> we both by,
0: taking... by the way, I the the quintessential SEC homer, ACC hater, has picked the first ACC team to win in like 60 years. Something. Yes. Yay.
1: We knew you loved to steep down inside. Uh, of course, people who kept track of this last year know I actually picked the one of the two finalists correctly which was easy because I just was able to take a homer pick the entire way through.
0: Oh, you got maybe like two teams in the world series.
1: (laughs) It wasn't good. It wasn't a good year for you. Oh no,
0: mine was terrible.
1: But that's, those are our college baseball tournament predictions. We'll check back on those next week after this week's regional play, see how we did and make some adjustments. Um, I'm going to save this Brazil story for another week. Because, Wes, we just need to go ahead and do our dumb NFL story of the week. And amazingly, today it actually got dumber.
0: Of course it
1: did. Ray McDonald has been arrested again today for the second time in three days. uh, This time for violating a restraining order in Santa Clara, California. Um, He was initially arrested... Earlier this week, after charges of domestic violence uh, and child endangerment, of course, uh, Andrew uh, McDonald was also with the San Francisco 49ers in the offseason, was released after other issues with domestic violence came up, and uh, the Bears signed him, and now it looks like they've actually released him. So, good stay for that. And uh, Wes... Just, just when we thought, oh God, corruption, FIFA, all this, all that, nope, the NFL still, still manages to do something dumb.
0: Still, the most badass of them all is the NFL, <clears throat> because the the only thing that trumps corruption deep down at all levels is still beating the shit out of women.
1: <laughs> it's it's insane. It's terrible, and and you you what does this say about the Bears, that they were willing to sign this guy. And, and knowing everything that happened to him. I mean this isn't like it happened three years ago or four years ago. this happened in the off season and and now before before OTA start, which I just learned what that stood for today um, he he has more domestic violence issues and then just breaks a restraining order. I mean this high character guy and great job by the Bears organization there to
0: get this guy. <clears throat> well, of course the Bears have such a history of great human beings. Um you know it truly, truly I'm I am a give it give so, give everybody a second chance guy. <clears throat> um I believe in the second chance of life. I believe that we make horrible mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um but I do believe in the second chance. But this guy needs to go rotten hell in a cell somewhere.
1: Yeah, he's had his second chance and he's done now.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm totally now second chance. You burn me again. I'm I'm so done with you. It's not funny. Um, so with the Bears, <clears throat> I'm not going to kill the Bears for this. At least they did the right thing and just went ahead and released him. You know, they didn't sit there like, well, let's see if he gets off on it. No, they wouldn't have released him. Mean, that was by far the smartest thing to do. Um, it's just, it's another sad chapter on what's going on. But you know what? Here's, here's the thing, Ed. What got more media coverage than this and almost all of these domestic violence things put together? Tom Brady apparently knowing that they deflated a football 0.2 pounds too much.
1: It's 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 the spirit of the game, West Branch. That was
0: that was so much more important than any of this. Than you know, you know I, as far as I know, Tom has never laid a hand on Giselle in anger. Yeah. Um,
1: <sighs> as much as I hate Tom Brady, I'd actually be shocked if he'd really ever done that.
0: I mean, no, Tom Brady. You can hate. It. He's he's an okay dude. Yeah. He's you know he's yes he's a little uppity. He's like a little say. douchey. He's a little what he is. But I mean, you know, I, I would be, yes, I would be stunned. I would be stunned to hear someone like Brady or Manning, you know, either of the Manning brothers, you know, laying hands on a, a woman like that. That would, that would, that, would, those guys, I really think those three would be the ones that would just completely stop me in my tracks and be like, no, 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 not those guys.
1: Yes. And also, I feel like for Brady, uh, with Giselle being Brazilian, I feel like she would have fought back. So we'd probably have heard by now. Like we we just see Brady with random uh, bruising under his eyes and face.
0: <laughs> and I mean, what what do they have to fight about? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you only made sixty-seven million dollars last year, loser. <laughs> um, you know, life's tough. Um. But it's another blackout for the league. But, I mean, and at this point, see, sadly, I I almost wonder if we're getting to a point where people are just like, all right, whatever, it happens. It's another one. We put up with it, but we still love our football.
1: It's oversaturated, and that's the sad thing.
0: And that's a bad thing. I mean, Jesus Christ. You know, you would almost almost hope – that a situation like this, it would it would surprise you and shock you, and there will be massive moral outrage because it happens so infrequently. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, man, it's God. I mean, it, now it's a second nature in the NFL as someone asking for a trade. Yeah, and that's I mean, That's that's all it is, man. It's just it's another new story yet. Yeah, he's an idiot. We suspended him. Next, so yeah. NFL, great job! You guys are champs.
1: Yeah, good, good on, good on you guys.
0: Just like you guys, and you know, Goodell and his uh, BFF set bladder. Yeah, they're making a lot of money.
1: I think somebody put the joke on Twitter. They were like, if Roger Goodell was the head of FIFA, they would have been like, or, or was in charge of, of the FIFA uh, punishment. It's like, oh, for day one. Oh, what they do? Uh, give them two thousand dollar fine and suspend him for a couple days. Next day,
0: find them eight million dollars and death by hanging. <laughs> exactly. And and then settle for a fine of three thousand dollars and a one week suspension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how about uh, just since we're on
1: the subject of dumb NFL stories, how about the fact that uh, the Texans might actually have been forced to be on hard knocks this season? <sighs> just
0: wow. Why do we still have this show? Why is this still a thing? I mean, it was a co- it was a really cool novelty. Yeah. You know what else used to be a really cool novelty? Man, we're going to bite the coaches and make a video about it and sell it to you for $9.99.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, and now it's just like part of it. I mean, you know, by now, if you want to know what's going on, there's so much information now. When Hard Knocks started, God, it was probably 10 years ago it started. When Hard Knocks started, no one had the access that Hard Knocks (laughs) gave. You know who has the access now? Everybody. (laughs) It's called the internet. Thanks, Twitter. Everyone has, it, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, as a casual fan, it is still cool to see shit like that, but I mean, I just, I I don't think Hard Knocks is the, you know, expose that it used to be. And I don't think teams want this distraction there. They know what's going on by now. God, no, no one wants it. No one wants it, man. You know, I mean, because, well, here's the deal. Who wins right now? Belichick wins. So, therefore, you know, well, we need to be more like Belichick, which is don't let anyone know what the hell we're doing.
1: And Houston is coached by a Bill Belichick disciple now.
0: There you go. And now you're sticking cameras in his team's faces for, like, two months? Yeah, that'll go well. Shit on that, man. You're coming into my coaches' meetings. You're sitting in on my personnel moves. Sure, please, just come in and let the the Tennessee Titans and Indianapolis, let them see everything that we're doing.
1: Well, you know, I, I, as someone else on Twitter put, and I, I I apologize, I'm not trying to steal your joke here, I just don't remember your Twitter handle, uh, but someone on Twitter <laughs> said, uh, now we'll at least we'll be able to see J.J. Watt actually coming to practice with his hard hat and lunch pail every
0: day. And if he doesn't, he's going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> just like, damn it, now I don't have expectations, what the hell?
1: Damn it. That was just a euphemism, guys. Christ, you're you're the ones in the media who drove it into the
0: ground. I mean, I showed up, like, one day to just make a point, and that was it. Damn
1: God, <clears throat> hate you guys so much. All right, Wes, uh, with that, uh, again, we're going to save our what's seeming to be a much less crazy Brazilian national team squad selection story. By the second, be less crazy. Uh, we're going to hold that off for another week and because uh, it is so evergreen. And we're going to just go with uh, Watch 4. Wes, what are you watching in the week that was and
0: the week that will be? Oh, God, dude. You know I'm terrible at this at this time. Um, <clears throat> Any movies? Check out. Well, uh, just coming out on DVD. I, I had my advance order in three weeks ago. You know I had to get my copy of American Sniper. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, Did you watch it in theaters? Yes. Okay. And then had to pre-order the movie. Yeah, right, Ray, serious. three weeks more, it came out. Yeah, great movie. Awesome movie. Um, uh, anything else i want? God, it's, it seems like there's something else. And it's just not coming to my mind. Right now, I have the NBA on, which is a new one for me.
1: Fun, I guess. Who's winning, actually, by the way?
0: Uh, the Warriors are up. Well, with about three and a half to go, so it looks like they're going to the finals. Um, who did we pick for the finals?
1: Uh, I think I actually picked Memphis and...
0: I think I picked the Clippers and the Cavs.
1: You might actually have stalwart review, uh, listeners to the all-new sports of the podcast. Please go back a few episodes and tell us who we picked and then tweet at us. <laughs>
0: Sure. I don't really remember. I don't
1: remember either. I remember I picked Memphis in the West. That's all.
0: Yeah, I do think you are in Memphis. Um, I think we both picked the Cavs just because, well, everybody else in the East blew. Yeah. Um, and they still do because the Cavs aren't that good. I know I didn't pick the Warriors because I went on some long diatribe of how jump shooting teams keep yes. in the playoffs. Yeah, that has a second word up for me. But I think I did say um, the only way I would even consider watching the finals is if the Clippers or the Warriors were there. Mm-hmm. So, now I guess I get to watch about ten minutes of the finals.
1: Awesome, me too. That's mm-hmm. um, just, I lose my remote, so. Yeah. I uh, What am I watching? Excuse me. I'm watching, uh, I watched the, uh, the penultimate season episode of Community this week. Another very good episode. Um, This season on Yahoo Screen has been fantastic. Uh, I suggest anyone who even remotely enjoys uh, situational comedies to go check it out. Community, a great show. Stumbled a little bit in seasons four and five on NBC, but they have done really well uh, with a few cash changes this year on season six. Again, that's on the Yahoo Screen app, totally free. You can watch all 12 episodes uh, currently right now. Uh, the final episode of the season does come out this Tuesday. Um, so And that'll be another show that will be going off for the summer for me. And at that point, I will actually be left with only three weekly shows, two of which are news shows pretty much, In the Soup, and Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. So... <laughs> My, uh, my summer's drying up a little <coughs> bit here. But that just means I get to go finish up the last 22 episodes of Cowboy Bebop, finally. And then I can start on Soul Eater, finally. So I can't wait to tell you guys more about Soul Eater and Cowboy Bebop when I really get into it. Um, That takes us, Wes, to another fantastic edition of Sora. Oh,
0: man. It was a fun week in Raw. Um, it was a go-home Raw because, of course, this coming week, we've got a pay-per-view
1: uh,
0: exclusive only to the WWE Network. The Elimination Chamber comes to you from, uh, I believe, Fort Worth or Corpus Christi? Oh, boy. Somewhere down in Texas.
1: Everything's um, in Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, damn, everything is in Texas. Um, so we're going to have Elimination Chamber. Uh, this is the first ever exclusive to the Network special event. Um, so you know the month of May is free for WWE for first time subscribers so you can still get out there and check out the Elimination Chamber uh, two Elimination Chamber matches this year for the first time Well, um, not for the first time ever but uh, for the first time one is a tag team Elimination Chamber match to um, have six teams in the pods that's going to be interesting uh, tag titles on the line and the other the vacant Intercontinental title will be on the line I'm looking forward to that one. That's going to be a really fun match to watch. Uh, Those Elimination Chamber matches are always just really, really brutal. So that's always enjoyable. Um, The the storyline, the highlight of the night, Monday night on Raw, uh, came from my two very favorite guys in the business, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, Uh. who will be facing off at the Elimination Chamber. Uh, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Well, Ed, the way Raw started off is the authority led by Triple H himself. Came mm. out and held a contract in their hand, and they said Dean Ambrose had to the end of the night to sign the contract, and if you wanted to sign, all he had to do was come and get it. Well, of course, Ed, one versus six is not exactly a good number game. No. Um So they have a match to start off the night, great main event style match. Uh, Reigns and um, uh, Ambrose versus Rollins and Kane. Uh, Ambrose and Reigns get the win, but uh, at that point, Dean was not able to get his hands on the same contract. A few minutes later, uh, they were having an interview segment in the back when um, Dean was provoked into a fight with J&J Security. And suddenly, while he was fighting, the cameraman seemed to lurch forward. And uh, Ambrose turned around in a reaction and punched the cameraman in the face. What? What? And it's just like, wow, why did he lurch forward so hard? That was weird. It's (laughs) almost like he he meant to do that. Well, you'll find out, Ed. A few minutes later, um, the authority enters Dean Ambrose's dressing room with two. New York City Police Department officers, two detectives, and Dean Ambrose is arrested for assault. Why? Now, by oh, the way, this, uh, you know, it, it was pointed out by, of all people, huge WWE fan, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. That's right. I said that. Sabrina. Uh, she, she did point out that uh, while they were at the Nassau Coliseum, it was interesting to see NYPD. Huh. You know, but whatever. Hmm. We're not worried about those.
1: No.
0: Um, Ambrose was carried off in a paddy wagon.
1: (laughs) Of course he was.
0: Obviously never to be seen again. Or so we thought. And then later in the night as uh, the authority was out in the rain to get ready to close out Raw, uh, Roman Reigns came out and um, started fighting the authority on behalf of his best friend Dean Ambrose. The next thing we knew, Ed, all of a sudden the cameras in the back of the uh, Nassau Coliseum picked up a paddy wagon driving into the bowels of the arena. It pulled out into the main uh, uh, ring area. And, oh, my God, Dean Ambrose had stolen the paddy wagon. Oh, I'm so glad those cameras were there to pick it up. And he he was back, Ed. He was back. He climbed out of the paddy wagon wearing a... Uh, Wearing a police officer jacket, a hat, and had two nightsticks.
1: Of course Which he, he
0: then used to uh, beat down the authority. And then, Ed, in a show of solidarity, after clearing the ring, Roman Reigns picked up the contract, handed it to Dean Ambrose. Ambrose signed the contract. Therefore, officially this week, at the Elimination Chamber, Ambrose Rollins World Heavyweight Championship on the line. The feud from last summer that never truly ended.
1: Yeah, it's back.
0: So, what is what exactly
1: is for those of us who have yet to pay our nine ninety nine a month? What exactly is the elimination chamber?
0: The elimination chamber is um, the most hellish structure ever designed. Uh, it is made of uh, a very thick steel, mm. um, and inside the elimination, and uh, the, the steel instead of the normal cage that goes around it is actually chain link around the entire thing. Oh. Um, it has a, uh, a metal, like a riveted metal floor outside of the ring area. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's called the elimination chamber is because there are actually four chambers inside the, uh, you know, pods basically inside the, uh, structure. And it is done at a random drawing where uh, the first four men out go into the pods uh, where the pod is locked, and then uh, the match is started with two guys, four in the pods, and, oh, I believe it's every five minutes a pod is unlocked okay. and someone can enter the match. Okay. So, you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to where your draw is. I mean, are you the first guy out? Or are you the first one starting the match? Or are you the last guy out of the pod? Makes a big difference. Also helps if you're John Cena. <laughs> yeah
1: sure it does
0: that's the biggest thing that helps is just having the name john cena um but it, it's really it's a fun it's a fun really cool match for wrestling fans they started the elimination chamber around 2002 2003 at that time it was much 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 cooler to watch because they would still let them bleed oh okay now in the quote pg era of wwe you don't really get the same effect when somebody's face isn't busted open after they've been thrown into steel, you know, a steel uh, flooring. Mm -hmm. You would assume that that head would get busted open. Um, So you kind of lose a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of fun to it. But they're fun matches to watch. You know, you get a lot of cool spots in them. Oh, and also, before I forget, uh, we do have champion versus champion John Cena defends the U.S. title Against the NXT champion Kevin Owens, Ooh. I have to give you the whole NXT story one day because NXT is freaking awesome. It is NXT is basically if you were a wrestling fan, Ed, you would be a diehard NXT guy because it's kind of the hip, cool, underground thing that's coming up. Yes, um, where where it's more, it, it's not quite as cartoonish, and mm-hmm. it's there's more realism to it. There's there's a basically they have nxt every week um they film at full sail university in orlando Mm -hmm. in about a thousand seat arena so you get that really small arena feel it kind of feels like an indie show Uh uh-huh so yeah you if you were a wrestling you would totally be an indie guy Hmm. okay just just because you like just you just like being cooler than everybody else in the room
1: it's true i am such a hipster like that you
0: you are sort of a hipster like that and you know the indie scene is kind of like the hipsters of wrestling fans Who say, WWE, wow, you have no class. You watch WWE. I go to high school gymnasiums with 200 people in them and watch guys kill themselves for eight bucks. I am a real hardcore fan.
1: How dare you call me a hipster, sir. Excuse me while I crack open this well-deserved beer. Pale ale thing.
0: A a delicious craft beer. Yeah. uh, After one sip, you can tell uh, what barley fields it came out of. Yeah.
1: This is this is the most Gatorade flavored beer I've ever had in my life. This is amazing, oh,
0: delicious. I'm gonna have me a uh, non-alcoholic Long Island iced tea after we get out of here. Oh, nice, man! This it's just gonna be iced tea, but whatever. Why did,
1: why does this beer taste so much like fruit punch flavored Gatorade? Weird. Oh,
0: the most hipster of all. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. Oh wait, that's because it's Gatorade. Um,
0: Do you so, have on your glasses with no lenses right now, Ed? That might be your problem.
1: Yeah, that's my problem because we all know I don't actually have
0: glasses. Here's your problem. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, thank you for that amazing So Raw on what has been a very So Raw night for us.
0: So Raw. It's been a So Raw 24 hours, really. At so point. Raw. Not quite as raw as Set Bladders.
1: Oof. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, but, guys, thanks for listening to the day's podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed our ranting on FIFA for about half an hour. Um, We are going to be following that story, obviously, as it develops over the coming months and potentially years. Um, But next week, we're going to be back. We're going to wrap up the Premier League season. We are going to give grades to every team in the Premier League season. We're going to be back with College World Series results. We're going to be back with FA Cup Copa del Rey results and uh, tell you what happened in Serie A. And uh, maybe we'll even get to that Brazil story sooner rather than later. And of course, another edition of Watch For... And so raw. So Wes, before we go, oh, I'll have a sip of this Kanger. God, this was a stupid bit. Do you have anything to add?
0: Um, haven't played any baseball this week, so we're good there. Thank God that uh, season's almost over. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, man, nothing to really add. Uh, just living the life of a West Side player.
1: All right. Well, if you want to talk about how he's a West Side player, uh, you can hit us up on the social meds. Uh On Twitter, we are at All New Sports Show. Wes, you are?
0: At West Bradshaw21.
1: I am at Edward Green. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as All New Sports Show. You can also email us to that address at gmail.com. You can mail us your letters and parcels to 1701 Sunset Avenue, Suite 201, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. 27804. of course this podcast is presented by ngsc sports and you can find it at ngscsports.com we'd also like to thank all our other providers as well the TuneIn radio uh app the stitcher radio spreaker.com uh the itunes music store and podbean.com as well thank you all of them uh however you listen to us thank you out there for making us a regular part of of your sports podcasting week. We hope we are able to bring you a little bit of amusement, a little bit of craziness, and a little bit of insight into what's going on in the world of soccer and, quite frankly, everything else. So, Wes, anything to say before we
0: head out? Only one thing to say, Ed. Beautiful. Just like throwing that out there.
1: That's McCall, Wes Bradshaw. For producer Desmond McManus, I am Edward Green. That's going to do it for episode fifty-six of the all-new Sports of the Podcast. Until next week, stay safe, stay cool, everybody, especially those of you in the northern hemisphere right now, where it's getting a little warm here at the end of May.
0: Good night, Switzerland.
1: Yeah, you you earned this one, Switzerland. You you got it. Thanks for the help. Good thanks for the thanks for the extradition assist on that one. That was pretty good of you. <sighs>